All right, everybody. Welcome. Good morning. It's time for WrestleMania. And this is WrestleFania. <laughs> How excited are you? One to ten for today. Thirteen and a half. I think this is going to be an amazing card, top to bottom. Uh, I wish th its only issue is that it's not happening right now. Why didn't they put this thing at noon? 9 a.m. West Coast time. Come on, let's get the show on the road. Uh, you can't see me right now. My arms are widespread, ready to embrace the greatness that will be tonight. I have I'm just full of optimism, which probably means I get wrecked on night one, but we'll see. <laughs> um, uh, the voice you hear is uh, the modern-day podcasting god, Mad Pig. How you doing today? Thank you so much, and thank you for that uh, wonderful introduction, Dirty Frenchman. Doing fantastic, <laughs> and uh, just ready to get this show on the road. Yeah. Well, um, preceding WrestleMania, uh, we had uh, Raw and SmackDown, uh, which... As we suspected, not much occurred. Uh, I didn't have really anything in particular to talk about other than Bobby Lashley winning the Battle Royal, uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and uh, Sola Sokoa getting his ass handed to him by the Cody Rhodes, the, the American Nightmare. Uh, did you remember anything else that you want to bring up that, uh, I don't know, is conversation worthy from those two? Uh, yeah, boobs as tassels on his boots. I mean, that's not worthy. Really... <laughs> <laughs> those are awesome. The man, uh, he looked good. He sure did. Uh, I was really hopeful that either him or LA Knight would pick up a win in the uh, Andre the Giant match. But, uh, you know, give Bobby Lashley his consolation prize for, for Bray Wyatt being absent for, for whatever reason that is. Uh, so that's fine. It made sense. Uh, the match was neat. Um, yeah. Other than that, nothing really uh, too note too noteworthy. Uh, I've been I've been rewatching the the dance the dance moves uh, in the Fatal Four Way from from SmackDown. <laughs> you know, trying yeah. to trying to get ready for the next time I have to cut a rug. But I'm not sure if I could keep up with those guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ricochet looked pretty good. Uh, who else danced? I forget. Ricochet and Gable. It was Ricochet versus Montez, and then Gable came in, shooched them both, and kind of did like a crab walk, uh, you know, been a Rooney. Peace, peace signs in the air. And it was just really funny. I laughed, I laughed out loud, so did my wife. We, we, we rewound and watched it like three times. Man, I am ready for Ricochet, Montez Ford, and Gable WrestleMania mode. I mean, I hope they take. The, I hope they retract the roof on the stadium because these guys are some high flyers. I'm not sure if, if SoFi Stadium can contain these these fellows. Um, you know, other than that, uh, we also had um, a brief confrontation between Roman and Cody on SmackDown that I gotta say was. Maybe the lamest uh, weigh-in or uh, pre, uh, you know, hype showdown before a match. I mean, I think Roman said like three things and then walked away. <laughs> he did acknowledge me and then left. That was <laughs> I it. Sorry, two words. I was like, this, this is it? 
Um, I, I, yeah, I don't think really, yeah, it didn't really change how I felt about the match, uh, which we which we can get into later. I thought Cody cut a great promo, um, but I guess rather fitting from the tribal chief. Uh, I think he he senses the the walls maybe starting to crumble. Uh, yeah, he's he's lost to maybe a little confidence or maybe realizing he met a bit off a little more than he, than he can chew. Um, mm-hmm. But setting up for a, for an absolute great match. You know this. Uh, this just jogged my memory. I'm glad I brought that up. Uh, you just jogged my memory. Um, there was something this week that really caught my eye, and it wasn't a wrestling match, and it wasn't a promo. It was a, a commercial, a vignette that WWE did, and it was the Bloodline recreating a fa- the famous scene in Goodfellas um, where uh, Paul Heyman is uh, – saying calling uh, Roman a really funny guy and Roman is playing the Joe Pesci character and they kind of did this really cool uh little vignette with that obviously tying into uh WrestleMania goes Hollywood you know do a historic movie but do you do you think that there's something more to that I'm assuming you've seen Goodfellas I actually haven't um oh which was- my gosh Sinful, I know, but I, I have eyeballs and uh, somewhat understand pop culture. So I actually did get the reference. I just don't know. the. I, I was like, oh, that's good, fellas. I just don't. I haven't seen it myself. Okay. Um, well, can, I, have, can I say a few things about it? Sure. But in case this impacts your, uh, your sleuthing or your, uh, or, or your thoughts, there have been multiple of these like movie spots. Just so Yes. You know. Okay. Got it. Yes. Uh, we had... Seth Rollins as the Joker um, with uh, Becky Lynch coming in as the man. Uh, that vignette, there was uh, there was one more, and I can't put my finger on it. Uh, I think there was one with Tez and Bianca, but I forget what it was, too. But, uh, but anyways, yes. yes. I'll elaborate on your, on your Goodfellas. Well, um, uh, the spoilers uh, incoming for the movie. Is that all right? <laughs> I think I think I've, I've missed my chance to to watch it when okay. it comes out. Yes, you have. Um, so it's interesting to me that they they chose this movie and this scene because uh, prior to this, uh, right before uh, they had Cody Rhodes refer to uh, the Bloodline as Samoan Goodfellas, then. They they show this vignette, and what's interesting about it uh, that they chose this is that uh, the character. So, in that movie, uh, Joe Pesci's character, who Roman is uh, is playing in the vignette, is this powerful leader, uh, this loud mouth, um, loose cannon who is very uh, connected and is untouchable um, in terms of uh, being you know, the mafia and everything. And he ultimately, that character is, like I said, a loose cannon. He ultimately gets out of control and uh, pretty much like tears down the entire... Uh, Cosa Nostra, the entire 
family. He tears it down uh, because of his uh, his greed and his inability to control himself. And I thought what made this really interesting, like, okay, maybe that's nothing uh, that they have him playing him. But what's really interesting is that after the vignette's kind of over and you think it's going to go to another commercial, Solo kind of leans in and uh, Casa uh, says, uh, you really are a funny, funny leader. And then there's this awkward silence and Roman looks around and that's not really, it's not in the movie that way. And I just thought that was really interesting. So maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I, I just, I wonder if that's, kind of prepping us for tonight, uh, tomorrow night and tonight. Well, well, without knowing all that context, it's certainly in line with uh, how my prediction is going to shake out. So um, I, I think there may be something to it there. Yeah. Um, anything else on Raw SmackDown you want to talk about? No, let's, let's get to the cake, man. Throw the salad no. out. Give me my dessert. Well, uh, so today, everyone, we're going to go through, review each match. Um, go kind of look at each storyline and, and kind of try to just try to predict where we think obviously who the winners are going to be, but also, you know, where's this, how's this going to take the story forward? Um, because we know there's a lot of casual, uh, wrestling fans that'll tune in tonight. It's WrestleMania, the Super Bowl of wrestling. And, uh, so we'll just try to try to go through each and, and give our reasoning for each pick. Uh, I did want to say prior to this, there was um, a Hall of Fame induction as well on Friday night after SmackDown um, with uh, the great Muda, Stacey Keebler, Andy Kaufman, and Rey Mysterio going into the Hall of Fame. And there was one other addition, which I thought was interesting, and I wanted to touch on this briefly. The first referee ever elected to the Wrestling Hall of Fame, Tim White, who uh, was famously Andre the Giant's best friend um, and kind of Andre the Giant's handler for years, but also took some of the hardest bumps ever uh, in wrestling. And he passed away, unfortunately, I believe last year. Um, and I, I don't expect you to know much about Tim White, but I was just wanted to ask you on, in your opinion on, you know, we've never had a referee entered into the hall of fame before, but, I think we both agree that there is an art to being a wrestling referee, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Both from an entertaining perspective and from a safety and management perspective, critically important uh, for the flow of the match and the safety of the performers in the ring. Uh, so while it often gets oversha overshadowed, and uh, as you just said, the, the first one into the Hall of Fame, um, super, super important position. And uh, this, guy, this guy did it better than anybody. Yeah, yeah, him and the and the Hebner twins, absolutely. Um, which, if you've never seen the evil twin referee uh, move uh, from the Hebners, the Hebners were identical twins that were both referees back in the day. And one of the greatest things is that the evil referee came out and did the one two three count, and then the good the good twin comes out, and then there's a there's a tiny zebra fight within the ring of these two identical twins and it's the funniest freaking thing ever uh that's look it great. up on youtube if you get a chance that's great um yeah well uh, uh one thing of note with the hall of fame as well is that 
Dom was present for Ray's uh, Hall of Fame. He did not interrupt it, but he did walk out in mid-ceremony. I can live with that. Could have been much worse. <laughs> Could have been much worse. Absolutely. I, I'd rather him hug his, his father and shared a moment, but uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Same here. All right, buddy. Let's get into WrestleMania. Let's do it. The first match that I have listed is the returning John Cena to take on Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Mad Pig, who do you have winning this match? So for all my picks, I'm going to go, who do I want and who do I think? And in this case, that's the same answer, Austin Theory. Um, I think John Cena is going to come in and put on a heck of a match. The roof is going to come off the place as soon as his music drops. Of course, he's going to be the first one to, to enter. Um, I, th- there's a push for Theory, and I think Cena's doing this as a, as a favor to, to come back and uh, help help put over the, the, the new talent. Uh, Theory's been on a tear lately. He looks great in the ring, uh, both both his moves and his literal look. Um I think this is gonna this is gonna be a great one, but theory takes it. You know, uh, this one gave me more trouble than I thought uh, at picking. Um, you know, I, I floated between obviously uh, theory is is kind of the easy pick on this. He's the up and coming, um, and he this is a great spot for him. You know, you beat a legend and you look great. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, the, uh, and I kind of thought, well, theory can't hold on to this U S belt forever. Like it's time for him to move up to intercontinental at some point, uh, you know, kind of move up a weight class. And I thought that, you know, maybe him losing to John Cena would be good for his character that he could, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe start chasing another belt or, um, I don't know, just be pissed off about something and be a prick about something else. Uh, And then, you know, the crowd can have their John Cena moment. But I just, at the end of the day, I cannot see John Cena getting handed a strap and expected to appear uh, consecutively enough to, to warrant that. And it just became a logistical thing for me when I picked this, unfortunately. Um, as much as I'd love to see John Cena put Theory down, it's going to be Theory who wins this match, I believe. Um, and uh, I, I, it, I hate for it to be such a, a mechanical decision there, but it really is. I, I just can't see them handing Cena this, this belt. You know, uh, I'll probably do this often throughout this podcast. I'm already changing my pick. Um, something just jogging my mind. Cena made a little had a little line that just crept into my head at his last promo. You might win on uh, you know at WrestleMania, but what happens the following Monday? Implying to to theory like he's not ready for the grind of defending the championship and having mm. and having that target on his back. So I, maybe that little line blended with the fact that I would bet next month's mortgage that. Randy Orton shows up in some capacity. Perhaps that is the rumor. 
perhaps Randy Orton shows up and somehow Cena wins and theories even matter than ever. And he comes back and theories, the thing that shows up on Monday to John Cena, because John Cena's not going to carry this title. Um, so maybe theory just takes it from him on, on raw on Monday. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to change my pick. I'm still going with theory, but I'm calling uh, Randy Orton return for this match because I don't know where else you cram him in. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Randy Orton rumors have kind of come up out of nowhere. Uh, not that I forgot about him. He's amazing. And I can't wait to have him back. Um, but, yeah, that is an interesting point uh, with Cena saying that to Theory. And I don't know. I could see – I don't know. Maybe Cena wins this match and then immediately hands the belt over uh, on Monday Night Raw to someone else. I don't know. Um I think, I don't know, maybe Randy Orton returning and, you know, that could work. I, I almost want to change my pick, but I'm going to leave it there at theory <laughs> as well before, before I get convinced, before I convince myself here. Um, the next match we have up on my list anyway, and, and by the way, this is in no chronological order. So I kind of like not knowing what match is coming up next, even though obviously they'll show it in the broadcast, but I kind of like just being like, Oh, that match is up next rather than looking at the actual order of everything. Um, next up I have for the SmackDown women's championship, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, this was my easiest pick of the night by far. Mine too. And what did you have? Rhea Ripley. You don't have this year long build. Uh, for no, for nothing, only to rip it off from under her. She's the she's the uh, the most popular thing in the women's division right now. And Charlotte can lose this one. She can lose the next ten, and you can bring her back, give it to her. Nobody cares. She's awesome. Charlotte loses nothing. Rhea gains everything. Rhea Ripley. It is Rhea Ripley time. I not to spoil my future picks, but you know, I keep wanting or thinking. They got to dissolve this judgment day at some point, right? Because there's just so many personalities in that group and it it can't last forever. But I got to say, judgment day, I think it's going to have a heck of a WrestleMania. And I think it starts with Rhea Ripley here. To me, this is both uh, something that's just due, and I think the fans want, uh, the company wants Rhea to have this. Um, But also, I think from a storytelling standpoint, you know, Flair, uh, Charlotte came back and was immediately handed the belt, and obviously us fans didn't respond well to that. And she attempted to be a babyface coming back, and it just hasn't worked. And one of the easy ways to turn a baby face heel is to, to take the title away. I think that Charlotte is going to lose this to Rhea and Charlotte is going to turn heel. And I don't know if it's possible, but I think Rhea, they might turn baby face as I alluded to on last week's episode uh, with them aligning Rhea with Becky Lynch and Lita um, 
just subtly uh, in, in that Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus came down to help Rhea during her match. Um, I, I think that they flip this and maybe they reignite the Charlotte and Becky rivalry based on that, which obviously Charlotte would be a heel in that. So I think from a storytelling standpoint and just a fan perspective, I think Rhea winning this is, is just an easy pick. And uh, honestly, I'm very excited to see it as well. You know, it's interesting you say, you talk about Judgment Judgment Day's kind of weekend that they'll have. And at first, all of my picks were surrounded on Rhea wins, everyone else loses. And she's like, I'm not a part of you losers anymore. And kind of branches off. And that's, you know, the dissolution of the group. But the more I think about it, I think it could be an interesting take and something that WWE would love for Judgment Day to clean house tonight. Rhea to become, you know, the big dog champion of the group. She's the new leader, a, a woman-led group with three badasses. Uh, you know, Dom, the, uh, the 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 former inmate, she'll have a demon in her stable, and then whatever the hell Priest is uh, is just scary. I, I think there could be there could be some momentum there with a with a woman le- woman leader being the most badass in an already badass group. I could not agree more. Uh, it's it's going to be really interesting to see um, where they go from here. There's a lot of angles they can go with that storyline. Um, I think I think next up I have. You know what? Hey, can we save that match for the last one on night one? Let's do it. Let's go straight to, speaking of Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish, Stratus. Which, how stratifying was it to see her on Monday night? <laughs> very stratifying, very stratifying. Wow. I mean, even her belt buckle said 100% stratisfaction. <laughs> they are taking on Damage Control, who... With Dakota Kai's new haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and and Becky taking on EO on Raw. Uh, are not coming in with a lot of momentum. <laughs> uh, who, did, who did you have uh, taking taken this match here? Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus versus Damage Control. This is one of the harder ones for me. And I strangely have Damage Control. Even though they wow. have neg- they have negative momentum, Becky, Lita, and Trish make zero sense to me. I don't get it. Um, I, I think Becky is better by herself. Uh, I'm not sure if this this like dissolves their little f- friendship or, or or faction right now. But yeah, I just don't see the push for for Becky and Lita and Trish. So I think Damage Control really needs a win and. Despite my frustrations with Bailey, I do think Dakota and EO are, uh, are are good wrestlers in the ring, and, and they'll show it tonight. Well, once again, you may have just convinced me uh, that I'm wrong because I I picked Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish. Um, I, I think I think with my heart, unfortunately, I picked them. Um, you know, I do agree that the fact that this isn't a title match does take uh, allow and it gives an avenue for damage control to win, which I agree with you. I do think Eel Sky and Dakota Kai are both very talented 
I'm not leaving Bailey out of that conversation. I just have never been wowed by her. Um, uh, but, you know, this came down to, for me, two Hall of Famers brought back out of retirement to team up with a future Hall of Famer in Becky Lynch in a, a pretty excitable match to take on this pretty good heel team of damage control in terms of heat. Um, and I just cannot see three Hall of Famers losing at WrestleMania. That's, that's what that came down to. <laughs> some, so, sometimes the simplest solution is the right one. And uh, that's a very good point as well. As, as, as I may be persuaded you, you may be persuaded me. Um, but I, I, think I'll, I think I will stick with my guns, but um, I certainly wouldn't put any money. I'm not willing to lose on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the match, honestly. Um, I always enjoy, you know, uh, I always, anytime Becky is in the ring, uh, she's always putting on a hell of a match. I'm curious. I've never, I've, we haven't seen Trish Stratus wrestle, uh, I don't think, in years. And uh, Lita, I felt like her last showing was a little subpar, a little um, lagging, a little slow in a couple spots. Um, so I'm just, I'm just excited to see how they wrestle and, and also to see what kind of, see what kind of chicanery that came up, come up with this in this <laughs> thing. You know, damage control is always going to get dirty. Ding dong, duh. <laughs> well, I think from there we'll go into the other uh, tag team match, so to speak. We have a four-way tag team match between Braun Strowman and Ricochet, the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. I had a lot... <sighs> I had a lot of thought about this one, um, but in the end, I'm going to go and give my pick first here. In the end, I went with Strowman and Ricochet, who I believe kind of have this accidental chemistry that maybe not even WWE expected. They've really gotten over with the crowd. They have great chemistry in the ring. I think I think we see these two keep moving up and uh, possibly going for the tag team championships soon. What do you think about this one? Uh, I, I think I agree with you, as does Vegas. Uh, these guys have been on a heater lately. Sherman and Ricochet, that is. Um, kind of a fire and ice, salt and pepper, bald and beard, uh, whatever you want to describe it. Uh, these two just complement each other in the opposite, but the best way possible. Uh, I'm excited to watch them to watch them um though i do love the street profits and and alpha academy as well i'm, I'm hoping that some some kind of funny business in this mat in this match starts to drive a wedge between montez um and 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 uh dawkins and and, and i'm really hoping for for some progression on the uh, on the alpha academy otis maximum male models uh dynamic and that all leads to a theory that that I I, I have to give credit to uh, to the folks on the mass sing, the mass singer the the mass uh, ringer podcast stole it from them that they think because of because of all the every all three of the uh, other players are so popular give it to the Viking Raiders let them win something for once 
And I thought oh. that, was an, that was an interesting, uh, that was an interesting uh, idea. But I, I, my money's still on, on Braun Strowman and Ricochet, and, and really hoping for some for some funny business in this match. I have high expectations for this to be extremely entertaining. There best be funny business. I'm paying for funny business. <laughs> and I just want to see Ivar spin kick. It's so simple, but I freaking love watching that unit of a man execute a perfect roundhouse spin kick. Oh, I will say the Viking Raiders, although their character feels, um, you know, a little one-dimensional, uh, but their wrestling is fantastic. And I, I, I've, I mean, prior to, you know, after they got done with uh, squashing their opponents in 30 seconds or less, when they did that for a while, um, yeah, every, really every match they've been in has been brutal and high flying. And there's just a lot of memorable moments every time they get out and wrestle. I couldn't agree more that them winning the match um, would really be a good thing. Um, I definitely believe, agree with you that the Street Profits, uh, uh, although we, we all keep anticipating that they'll be broken up at some point, uh, although I'm not sure that's the case uh, necessarily, but I don't think they need to win this. Like, they have enough. Uh, they're, they're over enough with the crowd. They don't need this. Alpha Academy has a whole other storyline going on. They don't need this. Um, it seems to me that, yeah, we have two tag teams that are definitely sticking together in Ricochet and Strowman and and uh, uh, the Viking Raiders. And one of these two has to win. And I think uh, I think the, the baby face wins here. I think the crowd's happy and we get a nice cheer. I heard another wild theory that uh, instead of really Alpha Academy splitting off, uh, it's you know, Otis turns to Otis and, and Gable kind of sees this as an opportunity. You guys have you guys have the beauty, but I have the brains. New faction, brains and brawn. Boom. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. <laughs> oh well. I, I hope that happens. If that doesn't happen, I'm I'm writing someone a letter. I'm going full Chelsea <laughs> Green on the WWE creative staff. <laughs> oh man. Well, following uh, – oh, are we going to get a choo-choo train this match, you think? Oh, I mean, you know where we're going to. Goodness. <laughs> I, I, I hope the Viking Raiders can, can derail the train, smash it out of existence. So tired of that move. Oh, Hey, how impressive was Otis on Raw, actually, when he belly bumped uh, Strowman out of the ring? That was great, man. <laughs> Otis was on a tear. Um, which, which leads me to think that, you know, as I've talked about previously on the podcast, these guys have just been the in-house enhancement talent for what seemed like six months now, and, and they have a lot of momentum. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to have one of the most, both in, in-ring and out-of-ring, uh, entertaining uh, wrestlers on the roster uh, kind of pushed into a more prominent spot. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Next up, we have, speaking of uh, over uh, roster talent, we have Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. This was actually a pretty difficult pick. Uh, You know, 
I floated between, okay, Seth Rollins hasn't had the best of luck in pay-per-views uh, of recent history. You know, he lost two in a row to uh, Cody, uh, one at WrestleMania last year, uh, the other at Hell in a Cell when Cody only had one arm. And it feels like they really want to push Rollins. Um, however, we've got Logan Paul, who they're paying Lord knows how much money. Um, this, is come his, this, is, this is his last match on his current contract, by the way. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that makes things a little easier. Makes me feel a little better about my pick, by the way. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was kind of thinking, all right. Logan Paul, he's lost against everyone. Roman. Yeah, a Roman. And, oh, Lord. Um, uh, who did he have at uh, SummerSlam? The Miz. The Miz. I believe he lost, right? Ugh, that was about 17 Bud Lights in. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well,. I, I, well, he lost the last one, and it's just like how how much, you know, how much money can you pay this guy? Keep having him come in and lose. So, yeah. ultimately, the Miz, by the way, yeah, ultimately, I I always side with uh with what's uh what's easier logistically storytelling, and I went with Seth Rollins. Uh, I think he is due. I think he's due for a push. Uh, I think we close this storyline up and open up uh, things to come. I think uh, Rollins is probably set to have another title run after this WrestleMania um, and and very soon. And I think that this is going to be a hell of a match. And I, I might be, uh, as far as entertainment-wise, I'm as excited for this match as any t- tonight. But at the risk of just hearing myself talk, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, they are absolutely making a push with Rollins. It, the whole damn arena sings his song anytime he's even mentioned. You don't give up that momentum uh, to a to a part time celebrity, despite how good this part time celebrity is. Um, and to make Rollins push legitimate at all, he's got to get a real win under his belt, Seth Rollins. Both my want and my prediction. Absolutely. Um, you know, what's interesting, and I normally don't follow the what's going on outside the ring stuff as much as, as other wrestling fans do, um, just because, you know, s- seven hours of, of wrestling a week is enough. Um, but uh, recently, there's been some stories coming out that Rollins and Rhodes um, do not like each other backstage. And actually have almost come to blows uh, over Cody have, uh, having the title shot at this WrestleMania. And you got to, th- everything in wrestling is a work, even if it's a shoot. So I, I kind of think that Rollins and Rhodes is, is they're going to re- reignite that feud coming in here. Cause I just, I don't think this stuff leaks out by accident. I think it's always planted. And I think uh, I think Rollins is going to have a feud with Rhodes again coming out uh, coming out of WrestleMania here, regardless of the Roman outcome. 
Not very good radio when we're not screaming at each other. But uh, again, I, th I think I agree with you there, man. Um, like you, I don't I don't keep up with with wrestling news, but this week um, it's at least acceptable to pretend to somewhat like wrestling. So it's in the news a lot more, and you just uh, you just stumble upon it. I, I did see the uh, the Cody Rhodes scuttlebutt that you were talking about, but it, the, what I saw was less of a scuttlebutt, and it was a direct quote from Cody, and it said it said we hate each other. They use the word hate, and you don't say that you hate somebody you work with unless it's a work. Come on. Yeah, I. I <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page. Um, something of note. Uh, I think this is my last bit on this match. Something of note uh, from Raw. Rollins did a promo in the ring, and he said, uh, "He said if if I lose to Paul." I am the joke. And which obviously harkens back to his uh, vignette that he did where he plays the Joker. And I wondered if we were going to get a slight character change. If, if, if that does happen, I, it opened an avenue of thought in my brain that maybe he does lose and, and, you know, but his, his character's so over, I don't think they change it, but it was interesting that he, he tied that vignette into his, um, into his storyline here and his character. Um, yeah, just, just something I noticed. Did you have anything more on this match? No, and, I, and that went over my head. Very interesting to think about. Um, his, his last character kind of was the Joker, though, you know? Or at least that's kind of how I saw him. Um, yeah, it was kind of seamless, but then, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, but, well, uh, next up on, on my list, I have the battle... Of father versus son, Mysterio versus Mysterio, Ray versus Dom, the gloat versus the felon. <laughs> <laughs> Misdemeanor, I don't know. Um, I, I, we've been waiting this for this match for a year. I mean, it feels like it, at least six months. Um, and obviously last week, Ray finally broke. He couldn't stand his son disrespecting his wife. And he had one of the greatest pops I've heard. Probably the greatest one since Sammy struck Roman with the chair at Royal Rumble. We talked, we already talked about how, how just amazing that was to see. But now we get the match itself at WrestleMania. Mad Pig, what do you think is going to happen here? That is the million-dollar question. I changed my mind a million times here. Um, I guess with the premise of Judgment Day's domination, I can't see a Dom loss. I can see a Dom win or a Priest interference you know, in a disqualification where Ray kind of beats his ass and teaches him a lesson, but still doesn't count as a loss against their credibility. Um, I'm going to go Dom win, but I'm not confident in anything that I just said. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I also have Dom winning. Again, this comes down to, um, you know, who needs the push? 
Ray or Dom is the young talent. Ray has uh, been very vocal about wanting to make sure that his son, uh, prior to this feud, his son gets over and, and gets a uh, um, gets his foot on solid ground into business before he ultimately retires here. He was just elected to the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, we all thought this would kind of be a retirement match a few months ago. And, um, you know, it never happened. And it seems like Ray is going to stick around for at least a little while longer. Um, and I think this maybe does give Ray a chance to step away for a while. If, if Dom wins, it kind of gives closure to this storyline and he could walk away for a while and Dom can continue to do his thing. And maybe Ray comes back down the line. So he's, he doesn't have to officially retire, but he can, he can go away for a few months and, you know, just enjoy time at home and that, and maybe watch his son on television. Um, I have Dom winning this match. It's the judgment day. They're always fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to show up. Um, but so, yeah, I, uh, as I said, I think Judgment Day is going to have quite a WrestleMania. And I have Dom winning this match, beating his father at WrestleMania. You know, what a moment. What a moment for, for a family. Uh, as, as a new father, I'm very jealous. Um, I, I'm, I'm training my, my son, but he's being a little shit. You know, he's two weeks old and he can't even body slam me. Um, but uh, maybe, maybe next year he'll be ready. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of get ready, the next matchup, the last of the night, of night one. I imagine this is headlining. I, I still haven't seen uh, for sure or not. Um, we have... For the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. You know, going into this match, what I presume to be the most memorable part of night one, the winner of this kind of tells us how night two is going to go. <clears throat> and if the Usos win, you kind of maintain the belief that the bloodline will stick together. Cody Rhodes will lose to Roman Reigns the following night. And the bloodline will come out of WrestleMania stronger than ever, presumably. However, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens strip the Usos of their tag team championships and in the best storytelling way, dramatic way possible, we finished the night truly believing that Cody Rhodes is going to defeat Roman and ultimately bury the bloodline on night two. What do you think? I, I, man, um, we're kind of thinking a lot, a lot uh, alike here. I also have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning because, as I hinted at in our last podcast, I think this is not only a crack in the foundation. I mean, this is this is a seismic wave of destruction in, in the strength of the bloodline. Once the Usos drop the belts, I think this leads to Roman being a jerk 
uh, to Jimmy and Jay moving forward. And already uh, is. And yeah, even more so. And and Jay finally snapping and and actually being the one who takes down Roman um, eventually for whatever belt he's holding at that time. Uh, so so yeah, that's my pick. Although there was one, there was one little detail that that is planting seeds of doubt in my mind. So if you remember, I think last week when uh, KO presented Sammy with the WrestleZania shirt and they came out together um, uh-huh. for the show, I didn't bring this up in the podcast because I thought it was maybe just me or I had eight glasses of wine that night. But like KO seemed extremely sarcastic and like like joke, like joke kind of harassing Sammy and like, oh, you want a drone pop and yada, yada, yada. He just seemed off. Maybe it was bad acting. Maybe it wasn't, uh, maybe it wasn't anything. But I, I didn't think anything of it. And then another podcast I was listening to kind of brought up the same thought. So it at least made me think I wasn't crazy. And then when Jay saying that, that KO is just going to turn on him again, like he always does, uh, I don't know, planted a little bit of seeds of doubt in my mind, still picking the Usos, or excuse me, uh, Sammy and KO, and that's what I want. Um, but I thought this was a, was an absolute lock, and, and, and now I'm a little less certain on that. It is funny that you mentioned that. I also, I individually, when I was watching, um, I can't remember if it was SmackDown or Raw, um, but I noticed that when Sammy was giving a promo, KO was being kind of quiet and kind of just sitting back. And I just felt like his vibes weren't quite in sync with, with Sammy. And, you know, there are some seeds of doubt. And it's also funny. I was, I was talking with one of my patients. She's a wrestling fan. And, you know, we went over um, his picks yesterday, and he met he 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 picked the Usos, and he said, "Man, you can't trust Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens. Throughout their entire careers, they have backstabbed everybody," which I thought was interesting, uh, and you know. I don't know as, as much about their history as other people, uh, but it does seem like that, that is their, their reputation is that they, they are, uh, they're backstabbers and turn on people and they, they're not loyal to anybody. And that combined with my inability to figure out how Jay's behaving with his reactions to some of the things Sammy and Kevin Owens says, um, there's definitely some doubt going into this and I really don't know who's going to come out ahead, but, but ultimately I think for, uh, for making the main event of WrestleMania Rhodes and, um, Roman as spectacular as possible, I think the Usos have to drop the belts here. I think so too, but let me throw one more, one more log onto your doubt fire, uh, really quick. You know, it's hot. <laughs> and this just crept into my head if you remember a few weeks back you know Cody Rhodes and Sammy were playing awful nice together pumping each other up telling them how great each other was uh it could be a could be a KO turn and then Sammy's like oh my gosh now 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 I need some help you know defeating the bloodline again who do I turn to and 
maybe a disgruntled, injured uh, Cody Rhodes is the answer. Yeah. Wow. Not changing my not changing my pick though, but uh, trying to talk myself into it, I guess. Well, uh, that is uh, all of the matches from night one. Wow, I can't believe that's only night one. I mean, this is truly an incredible card. Um, but let's look ahead at tomorrow, night two. We have six more matches on top of what we just went over. And I think I'll start out with, uh, let's knock the two giants out of the way. Let's talk Lesnar and the 7'3", 410-pound Omas, who has kind of come up out of nowhere recently. Uh, It felt like he got demoted whenever Triple H took over creative. Um, and we didn't see him for a while. And what do you know? Here he is back at WrestleMania in a match against Lesnar, who headlined WrestleMania last year. Pretty incredible. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a strange match for Lesnar to be going up against almost uh, in, this, in this match today. Yeah, you're right. Omos has come out of seemingly nowhere. Um, I think Lesnar is the obvious pick for everybody, but in, in doing some browsing around this morning, I'm, I'm seeing some folks take Omos, and particularly on, on sites where, uh, where you can wager on these. Omos, I think, is a good value, a plus 400 I'm seeing on, on some sites. Um, that is so a good a, value. So not a terrible pick when they've been teasing the, uh, the return of the Hurt Business for so long. Hard to see that, yeah. that, refor- hard to see that reforming off of the off of Omos lost. Um, screw it. I'm picking Omos. I changed my mind. Wow. Well, you uh, you zagged right into my pick because <laughs> I thought for sure you would pick Lesnar. Um, I also have Omos, and I'll tell you why. It's the hurt business. It's MVP. It is, um, and. Uh, the reason for that is because we have a we have a third party, or I guess a fourth party, that potentially is going to have an impact in this match, um, and and was being teased not too long ago, and that is Bobby Lashley, who they teased with MVP possibly reuniting the Hurt Business. Bobby Lashley just won the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. He's been he's. He's just staying in, on, in the spotlight enough. He does not have a match at true WrestleMania. I think we have an interference from Bobby Lashley against his really mortal enemy, Bob, uh, Brock Lesnar, um, at least in, in today's storyline. And I think Lashley comes out, helps Omos get the victory, and we have the Hurt Business reunited. Um I, I, wow, I cannot believe that you also chose that. I thought we were going <laughs> to zag there. Um, it's easy to pick against Country Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, I, I will be I hope I can get one more almost out of him. I love Nick almost. almost. <laughs> I, I, I did have a, uh, <laughs> I had a, a few uh, quick fire questions on this one. Okay, shoot. Are you ready? Okay. The first one was, is there going to be interference in this match? 
Yeah, I think we've already touched on that. Absolutely. Uh, okay. I, did, I didn't even put the Bobby Lashley connection together. That's such an obvious duh that, that I think you've nailed it. Okay. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What, what if Big E comes back for the Hurt Business? Oh, my. Uh, I'm for it. <laughs> I miss him. I, in, in the various news outlets that, that, I, that I said that have been creeping up this week, I saw someone ask Big E about his return, and his comment wasn't like a yes or a no. It was like, well, I've got my one-year, you know, my one-year anniversary, like, checkup here soon, and we'll see. Wow. No one he was just in a uh, He was just in a commercial, too, a new one. No one has ever not been cleared from their one-year check-in. <laughs> hey, good point. I would. He would get an amazing pop if he came out. Um, wow. I. Uh, uh, oh, so some of these other questions I had. Uh, I would love to see Big E come back. Um, so obviously, um, this may surprise you, but I think we're going to get a, a crazy F five attempt in this match. <laughs> one or two do you think he lands it Brock uh, uh, do you think he hits a good F5 on Omas well in yesteryear he uh, he f 5 Big Show who yes. I believe is, is bigger in every respect however and... he was 15 years younger true I, I think he gets it I mean that, that's what the people are paying to see right that's what they've built up that's that's why they weighed him. That's why four hundred and ten pounds was on the scale, which he then picked up that scale and I believe threw it Brock Lesnar. But um, okay, well, with that in mind, uh, the last question I had on this match: Will there be a ring failure? <laughs> with that, with that four hundred and ten pounds, that combined seven hundred pounds in the ring, uh, <laughs> will there be a collapse of any kind? <laughs> If, if the ring if the ring held up uh, uh, held, held Bobby Lashley Otis and oh my gosh I'm blanking his name the dude who does the uh, uh, seismic wave from the top the new guy um, big oh, boy uh, Bronson Reed if the ring can hold those three they can hold <laughs> they can hold anybody <laughs> <laughs> oh man well uh, we'll move on to the next match here. <laughs> that I have, uh, let's knock out this uh, four, another four-way tag team between Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, Natalia and Shotzi, and then the last added, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Matt Pitt, who you got taking this tag team match? I struggle with this one as well. I mean, I think... I think I've got Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Um, and I really don't want this to be a Ronda and Shayna squash. As much as Shotzi has grown on me lately, I think her and Italia have no chance. And I think Chelsea Green and Sonia, while are compelling, are to, pardon the pun, green uh, to get over here. So I, I think this is, this is what Raquel needs to, uh, to, to hit the next step. I do think the WWE squandered a huge opportunity yesterday because people are into Chelsea Green right now. They, yeah. they should have put Chelsea Green 
in the fatal four way yesterday and had her get a meaningless win. They screwed up right there. In my opinion. I, you know, I didn't think of that, but you're absolutely right. Um, Raquel is over. We see, we all, we all see the talent. Um, we, I mean, goodness, she looked terrific in that uh, fatal four way match. Um, we all see the talent, Raquel, and we're kind of all behind her. And, and uh, you know, this is going to go into my pick. Uh, this is a really boring podcast thus far, but I also have Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez winning. Um, but you're absolutely right. They, they just slotted an opportunity to make us a little more annoyed at this Chelsea Green character. Like, you know, she's going to be a heel. Like, what we they could have gotten a little more heat behind her with her winning that match with Sonya um, and being handed things and just basically earning a WrestleMania match and, and paycheck, therefore, by being a pain in the ass, uh, Karen. So, uh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. I, I, I They did miss an opportunity. I do have Liv and Rack Rod, as I'm referring to her, uh, winning this match. Um, I just, again, I'd always... It, in these matches, it always, to me, comes down to who do they want to uh, continue? Who do they want to be at the strongest tag team coming out of it? And to me, uh, although I think Chelsea Green and Sonia have a lot of potential, um, I forget, oh, what was the nickname that uh, Adam Pierce called them at the end of their promo? He called them something, and it was actually pretty clever. Oh, I'm not sure, but I, I don't uh, remember what you're talking about. Well, I, I do think, well, shit, maybe they'll win the match. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. And they've been giving Chelsea a lot of screen time. I'm changing my pick. Chelsea Green, <laughs> Sonya Deville are winning this thing. I mean, that that's my, uh, that's, I think that's very plausible. And one that I'm struggling with, uh, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to switch my pick just so we can argue about something. Uh, and then we I'll need something to boo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's either one of those. Changing the pick, yeah. I'm not, green. I'm not changing, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, let's let's keep uh, the uh, women's division going. Uh, Next up, I have the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair versus Asuka. This one was difficult for me to pick at first because Asuka, everybody likes. Everybody likes Asuka. I think most people agree that we recognize her talent. Um, and uh, as you texted me earlier this week, uh, with us, you know, kind of just getting in the wrestling game a little over a year ago, uh, we didn't really know how decorated Asuka was. Um, and we, we certainly know how talented and deserving of the title Bianca is. Um, the issue with me was that it just didn't feel like they built this match up enough to switch the title off of Bianca who I believe is a terrific champion and there's a lot of story left to tell with her being champion. And so I have Bianca winning this match. Um, but I really hope Asuka has a good match here because we all know she's capable 
I, I think her creative team has kind of failed her in storytelling. Um, as we talked about last week with her being a, um, uh, foreign language, uh, the, the language barrier and, um, them not really giving her a lot of, um, storyline other than kind of stalking Bianca. Um, I just, they didn't really build it up enough. Although they did do a promo this week with Asuka um, right after we said that, which I thought was interesting. So I have Bianca winning this match. It's a boring pick. I know, but I just, I just don't see them taking the title away from her. Completely agree. Bianca's too big of a, uh, too big of a draw. Um, too big of a uh, ambassador for the company uh, and just not done with her run. I think she's a little dry right now uh, in terms of, you know, freshness or uh, something new. I think she beats Asuka's ass and continues to do so after the bell, turning Bianca heel, giving her a fresh new perspective and, oh. uh, and further spiraling down Asuka towards the path of uh, her new her new tweak of her character just seems to be like crazy, insane, or psycho. And I think uh, an ass beating on the grand stage of the mall will, will only send her down that, that route further um, and, and hopefully lead to a new feud. That is terrific commentary, I just want to say, because a uh, moment for applause. Um, <laughs> because I can't believe I didn't pick up on this. They initially tried to make Asuka a heel during this match, correct? Mm-hmm. And it's not working. And as I said in the Charlotte-Rhea match, when it's not working, just flip it. And I think turning Bianca heel and allowing Asuka to get sympathy points, maybe with a beatdown or, or something of that nature... Turning Bianca heel would absolutely be exactly the storytelling that's left to be told with her being a champion. I think that's a terrific idea, and um, I could absolutely see that being the outcome of of this match. Um, Moving on from this, next up, I have Hell in a Cell. Did you know Vince was joining us for the pod? I forgot to tell you. <laughs> My God. I hope you took your allergy medicine this morning. No sneezing. <laughs> he, he, just, he just stared me down uh, <laughs> for, just, for even uh, sniffling there. Um, yeah, so we have a hell in a cell with Edge. And I don't know if you've seen the poster, but a beast or demon, sorry, demon Finn Balor, um, who looks, I've never seen this Finn Balor. Apparently people really like it. Um, and I have, uh, this was an easy match for me to pick. I have Finn Balor winning this again, judgment day sweep in my opinion. And I think edge is old. He can't make every show, and that's that's great that he's still doing a hell in a cell at WrestleMania. God love him. But Finn Balor's talented, and I think with introducing this 
uh, side character of of uh, Demon. I think they're opening up an avenue for a new story with him. Uh, I could see some interference of some kind. Obviously, it's Judgment Day. They're always fucking around. Um, but uh, I think Finn Balor wins this match. And we take a new route with this new persona that he has, or I guess re- renewed persona that he's taking on. Uh, again, uh, a boring, boring debate here, but I pretty much agree with you every step of the way there. Um, I must, like you, I did not know the demon character except for recently came across him in 2K23, and he's really cool. Um, so how are you going to beat a demon when the demon has home court advantage in hell? Really uphill battle. And two, uh, at least on WWE 2K, as part of the demon character, he has black paint on his face and a lot of you know other demonic features. And uh, if you think WWE is not uh, clueless enough to give, give a victory to a white guy in blackface, and then you are wrong. He is going to win in blackface tonight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow, I'm all of a sudden way more hyped about this match. <laughs> uh, you know, and going with that, maybe, I don't know if you know this, when Edge first entered the WWE, he was a vampire. He was a member of the brood with Gangrel uh, and Christian, I believe. Um, and he would, uh, they would drink blood and do all this crazy stuff. Um, and maybe they kind of bring back that look with edge a little bit for this match. Uh, but maybe that's over the top. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Uh, wow. The home card advantage. If I didn't believe it before, <laughs> I believe it now. <laughs> the demon wins in hell. Shocker. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on from that, we've got two more matches here. And obviously, I'll say Roman and Cody for last, but wow, am I excited. Anytime Gunther is on SmackDown or Raw, Clash at the Castle, which was my match of the year last year, Sheamus and Gunther. Anytime we get Gunther at those, it's great. And now we have Gunther at WrestleMania with Sheamus and McIntyre. All signs point to a potential night-stealing match for night two. This is the match that everyone's talking about coming out. Yeah, Rhodes and Roman was good, but man, Gunther, McIntyre, and Sheamus, that was the match. Who do you have winning this thing? So what I want to happen is whatever situation allows Gunther to propel to the top, um, whether that's continuing his streak of domination or dropping the belt for bigger and better things. So that's what, I just want more Gunther. I love all these guys in the match. Um, what I think will happen, I think that, that Sheamus will win because he has achieved every achievement in WWE but for the Intercontinental Championship – and I think that there will be a missed, uh, a missed Claymore or a missed bro kick uh, that will, you know, accidentally knock Gunther out, keeping his, keeping his claim that, you know, this was bull crap uh, 
I, I took a stray. I didn't actually lose. I didn't get pinned. Uh, give Sheamus his flowers. Let him hold that Intercontinental Championship for a second, and uh, and and let let uh, let Gunther and Imperium kind of regroup uh, and shoot for the top. I could not agree more. Uh, I think that Gunther's proven himself to be one of the absolute best characters in wrestling, one of the best performers in wrestling today. And I think he has outgrown the Intercontinental Championship. I think it's time for him to lose the strap. However, I have it going to McIntyre over Sheamus. Sheamus, although he looked great with the belt, I don't think he needs it. He's got his own faction. Clearly, we're setting up Sheamus and McIntyre feud. Um, with the outcome of this any which way. So uh, I thought it was funny that they had them tag team on SmackDown again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think McIntyre, who is kind of a lone wolf and doesn't have a faction like um, like Sheamus does, give him the title, give him the power, and have Sheamus and his brawling brutes, uh, uh, you know, kind of meddle around and, and uh, have a little storyline coming out of this. So I have uh, I have McIntyre taking this match, taking the belt away from Gunther. Who who knows? Maybe they can have a singles match again, Gunther and him. Um, but I think Gunther's on to bigger and better things, and um, I'm possibly a title run here this year at some point. I think he gets a, a title shot, definitely. And I think him and Cody could actually have fantastic chemistry. I think that. Cody and Gunther um, could have a nice like European versus America kind of thing going easy because of the insignia of Cody Rhodes being the American flag and everything. Um, I think there's just a lot of possibility here uh, with Gunther and, and some of the upper echelon of opponents that he can take on. I think he's done with the Dolph Ziggler business. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I could also see I'm, I'm, you, you get a compelling argument, but I'm not going to switch my pick here. Um, as part of the Sheamus victory that I've predicted, I could see a heel turn from McIntyre. And, you know, I, I haven't paid attention to, to geography, but I think WWE could convince us that Scotland and Austria are close enough to where maybe McIntyre joins Imperium after this, after this match. <laughs> no chance in France <laughs> or Scotland for that matter <laughs> no way but I do agree with uh, McIntyre going heel I, I do agree he, he he has definitely given vibes of that throughout this that he's kind of more looking out for himself and uh, and Seamus is, is upset with him for that mm-hmm. um, yeah okay are you ready Whew, I'm sweating. Rainforest sweating. Let's talk. Wait, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I want to talk about the undisputed uh, intercontinental, damn it, uh, whatever he is. <laughs> wow, what a, what a blob job. Now you see why I do that, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I want to talk about Roman versus Cody. 
Wow. <laughs> For the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, accompanied, I'm sure, by Paul Heyman versus Cody Rhodes. In the main event of WrestleMania, the main event of the entire year of bloodline storytelling, this whole thing ends, in my opinion, with Reigns and Cody. As I alluded to, I think that we're going to cast some doubt on night one going into this. Uh, I think that I think it's I think Roman needs a break. I think that all signs are pointing to Roman losing control and the bloodline completely falling apart. I think Roman loses this match, and I think Cody Rhodes is our new champion at the end of night two. I believe that we've told this bloodline story and I, I do think that there's going to be a twist here and there b between these two nights. Um, you know, I, I, I wonder if Jay is whose side he's on. I wonder now you've got me wondering if KO is truly on Sammy's side or vice versa. Um, but I do believe that it's time to move on. WrestleMania is generally the end of, um, the the season of wrestling, you know, uh, it's the season finale of all these stories, and I think we're we're on to the next chapter. I think Cody Rhodes takes this title, and we have a new champion at the end. Um, and I believe that going forward, we are going to have Rollins versus Cody Rhodes or Gunther versus Cody Rhodes. And Roman maybe taking a little sabbatical for wrestling for a while. He's he's you know on a uh, he just uh, just hit his thousand combined days of being undisputed champion, uh, not consecutive but combined. Um, and I think it's time for him to get a break. I think uh, I think we have a new reign following night two. Well, while you gave a compelling closing argument and perhaps you've gone to law school, um, I, I just don't think it ends here, man. I agree with most things that you've said. I just think that they stretch this out until SummerSlam. I think Roman gets one more in him, and I think it's a much more compelling story to tell that his own, his own blood is the one who ends up taking him down uh, later on uh, than Cody Rhodes right here. Um, it, wouldn't sh it wouldn't absolutely shock me if Cody did it, but uh, I feel pretty comfortable in Roman. And uh, while you while you brought up a thousand combined days, it's not good enough for a T-shirt. And uh, as I've said many, many times on this podcast, if you think that, that they're not going to print those T-shirts 95% of the way through, I think you're crazy. So I think Robin holds on for that reason alone. But can't we have his own blood taking him down in this match through interference or of some kind? Can't we tell that story here? We, we can I just think that they can eke out three more months of it slowly uh, versus ripping the Band-Aid off right now. And I don't think either would be a horrible outcome. I just think that that Roman is still too popular despite people wanting the, him to drop the bell. 
it. I mean, I want, I did you like to drop it tonight to, to his own to his own blood? That's what I want to happen. That's not what I think will happen, though. I think they've done a really good job of making this a 50-50 pick, more so than I thought it would be. You know, I think a month ago we all said it was too soon for Cody to take the belt, and now I've sat here and convinced myself it's the right move. And not only that, I'm ready for it. So I think they've done a really good job with this match uh, leading up to it. Well, that's going to wrap up WrestleMania night two. Um, You know, obviously we'll probably be, all of our predictions will be entirely wrong. uh, So we'll see what happens after that. Um, Did you have any other kind of predictions uh, like maybe possible returns? Uh, Obviously you said Orton already. Um, Any other possible uh, outcomes that you see? Possibly a full uh, Otis and Heels on a runway uh, <laughs> type of uh, event. Um, if if I don't get Otis, if I don't get a great Otis segment, I will riot. If I don't get <laughs> if I don't get LA Knight appearance, I will riot. Uh, which I think will come in the form of him trying to take over the hosting duties from the Miz and getting him ah. some sort of squabble. Um, that is a great prediction. And I'm actually, I'm, I, I just came up with this on the fly when I mentioned it earlier, but dude, the New Day aren't anything anymore. We don't need to bring uh, Big E back to hanging out with dudes who flirt with NXT. I think Big E's coming back. He's pissed. He's mad. He's been on the shelf. He's joining the herb business. Mm. And, and I'm ordering my t-shirt immediately thereafter. <laughs> yeah, I, you know... <laughs> I, I love the the idea of LA Knight literally stealing the host the hosting duties from Miz as he as he lies unconscious uh, below the mat. I think that's hilarious uh, and is well worth the two weeks or three weeks of storytelling to land that joke. Um, I think that I think that if Roman loses, there is potential. This this. And I hate doing the take of, of, oh, oh, what if this guy comes back, you know, and we just, you know, like, um, oh, I, it, just all these rumors of this guy and that guy coming back out of retirement. I did hear an interesting theory, and credit goes to uh, Not Sam Wrestling, his podcast that he does. It's fantastic. Um, he thinks that if Roman loses, there's a potential of the rock's music queuing and the true leader of the bloodline walking down to the ring and taking the crown off of Roman leading to a potential down the line, a potential fight between Roman and rock possibly at next year's WrestleMania, uh, which I thought was a really interesting and possible, uh, really interesting possibility for, for this weekend. Um, other than that, uh, I did have Randy Orton down. Um, I just think he's been quiet. He's been gone a while. Um, you know, uh, people we've also been absent of is, um, uh, uh, oh my gosh. Okay, bro. Um, uh, Riddle. Riddle. Riddle has been gone for a while. Although I don't think he comes back here. Uh, I just don't know if there's where his story would fit in. I agree. Um, 
Uh, Orton is certainly a choice. And, um, man, I really, really hope and wish that Big E comes back. I just, I just, well, no, that's all I'll say. I, I really hope he does. That'd be amazing. Um, the last thing I, uh, so are we going to get any celebrity cameos? Or do you think it's, are we going to get a, uh, <laughs> actor, musician, athlete, is there uh, anybody besides Cookie Monster going to be out there? <laughs> Shout out to Cookie Monster. You Cookie know Monster. Gonna hate it. Cookie Monster. We want you on the pod, bro. <laughs> we're, in Kentucky we're, finest. We're going to set this up. <laughs> All, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think definitely someone will pop out, but to guess would, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. They'll have, they'll have somebody show up and it's Hollywood, right? Stars are everywhere. That's what I'm thinking. They gotta have something to happen here. Uh, I do want to bounce back to your to your Roman thing really quickly. Um, yeah. To your Roman and the, and the Rock. I was actually going to to. I mean, everyone predicts the Rock in every pay per view. So at the risk of being the most cliche overplayed prediction of all time, WWE loves being cliche and predictable. WrestleMania 40, nice round number. Uh, Rock, uh, come, Rock comes out and, and gives the year in advance challenge to Roman. Like, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm the head of the table. I don't care what, what belt you hold, rain, snow, or shine. We're fighting at WrestleMania 40. Get ready. Gives him a year to slowly get, get, get. And we've, we've had year-long challenges like that before in the past. Uh, yeah. So so I think that it gives him a year to slowly get in ring shape and and, and get ready for for a magical show in Philly that, that you and I are going to sell our souls to attend. Uh, and by ring shape, you mean uh, <laughs> he's, he's too in shape right now for television, so he'd have, yes. to, he'd have to put a few uh, LBs on. Exactly. <laughs> Needs a little padding for those bumps. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think it's an absolute possibility, win or lose. I, I think it is a possibility. I hate making the, the hot take uh, – uh, return, you know, but I think, I mean, it's what we want. You're right. It is predictable, but it is also what we want. And it, uh, the pop would not disappoint if rock's music hits um, at the, at the end of the match, which obviously I foresee as you're not the leader. You can't even win against Cody Rhodes. Um, Going to be interesting uh, to say the least. Well, that's all I had for WrestleMania. I think uh, I think we're in for a hell of a show. Hell of a show. Um, we will be back uh, next weekend. Uh, we'll we'll see what uh, next night on Raw and and uh, SmackDown next week hold for us. Um, but we we will certainly be back to talk. Have a lot to talk about next weekend. Here on WrestleFania, uh, you know, any uh, any last uh, any last words before we go full into this thing? You're the medical profession. Is there a safe way for me to knock myself out for six hours? Because I can't freaking wait. I just want to close my eyes and wake up, and it'd be go time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You can turn on uh, any of the baking shows that my girlfriend watches and you'll fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, buddy. Well, it's been good talking to you. Everybody, have a have a great WrestleMania. Enjoy yourselves. This is one of the greatest storylines that we've ever had in wrestling. Really savor the moment. And, uh, man, let's get out there and watch some wrestling. Yeah, everybody enjoy not being ashamed of liking wrestling for these two days. Then we'll crawl back into fuck. our caves. Yeah, fuck all the haters that <laughs> give us shit for 11 months. We'd make those looks when we mentioned we watching wrestling. We got, we got to get home because SmackDown's on tonight. <laughs> Fuck all the haters. This is our time, baby. Welcome. Welcome those haters, by the way, who are a casual fan. Uh, but, yeah, enjoy your moment, everybody. This is what it's about as wrestling fans. Mad Pig, I'll see you later, buddy. Adios.